Are hashtags dead on Instagram? How many hashtags should you use? Should they be in the caption or the comments? And are they even worth it anymore? If you've asked yourself any of those questions, then you're in the right place because in today's episode of Build Your Tribe, I'm going to be talking to you about everything you need to know about hashtags updated for 2023. I want to start by saying that rarely do absolutes apply to social media. Things like, this is the only way to grow, or this doesn't work at all, is rarely true on social media. And so to flat out say that hashtags are worthless or are totally dead is not true. But also to say that hashtags are a guaranteed way to go viral is not true. Hashtags have long been talked about as a strategy for growing on Instagram. For years, they have been a topic of discussion. For many people, they're seen as a silver bullet, a fix-all to grow and fix your engagement on Instagram. And a lot of people, maybe even yourself included, view hashtags as a missing ingredient that's necessary in order to have success. And the thing is, they can help you have success. Hashtags, if used the right way, if used properly and strategically, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit, can lead to more engagement, more reach, and possibly even more followers. But they're just not what they used to be. See, back in 2016, 2017, 2018, hashtags were a primary way to grow on Instagram. They were a pretty reliable, consistent, and effective strategy for reaching new people, increasing your engagement, and growing your following. But today, that's less so the case. Today, they're a lot less effective, they're definitely a lot less reliable, and they just can't really be counted on today like they could have a few years ago. And so before we even get into how to use hashtags effectively on Instagram, I think it's important to understand why they are less effective generally now than they were in the past. And in order to understand that, we have to understand what is a hashtag and what was it designed for? A hashtag is essentially placing the pound sign and then some sort of word or phrase that basically categorizes your content. It's a way of telling Instagram, the algorithms, and the categorization systems that exist within Instagram, hey, this post is related to hashtag rock climbing tips. This post is related to hashtag baby name ideas. And in the early days of Instagram, hashtags were really important because back then, the AI, the artificial intelligence that runs Instagram, the algorithm that runs Instagram, it wasn't as intelligent as it is today. Back then, Instagram and its algorithms really relied on us as users to tell it what our posts were about. Nowadays, it's really advanced. It can scan our posts. It can scan our closed captions, our spoken audio, our captions below the video. It can scan our comments and our subtitles and pull from all these different data sources to get a pretty good idea of what your post is about and, more importantly, who would be interested in seeing that post. But this wasn't the case eight years ago. Back then, you had to add the hashtags to directly tell the computer what your post was going to be about. So that's what hashtags were basically designed for. Really, they allowed users to categorize their content, and they allowed other people to then search for those categories, also known as search for those hashtags, and find content that they were interested in. But then after a few years, what ended up happening is what always ends up happening, which is us marketers and business owners and entrepreneurs figure out how we can use these systems to our advantage. And so Instagram coaches, like myself included, began teaching how you could strategically use certain hashtags in order to get your content discovered by the ideal audience, by the people who you really wanted to be finding your content. And for a few years, that was awesome. For a few years, we could use hashtags and really reliably, predictably get our content seen by the right audiences, get it distributed to people who hadn't previously seen us, grow our engagement, and grow our following. But then that changed for a few reasons. Number one, as I've already stated, the 
algorithms have gotten more advanced. The artificial intelligence that runs social media and especially that runs Instagram has progressed to the point that it no longer needs to rely on us as humans to tell them what the post is about. Number two, the average consumer has gotten more savvy to these strategies. So in the past where someone might have searched hashtag cake baking ideas and then followed that hashtag and checked out a bunch of the top posts, now people aren't going to search hashtag cake baking ideas. They're just going to search cake baking ideas and they're going to find anyone who has posted about cake baking, not just the people who have used hashtag cake baking ideas. And number three, us marketers, entrepreneurs, and business owners have done what we always end up doing, which is overusing and abusing these techniques and strategies. So we started using 30 hashtags, which was the maximum and still is the maximum that you're allowed to apply to each post. And we were just cramming our post full of every hashtag we could think of. Big hashtags, small hashtags, niche hashtags, targeted hashtags, generic hashtags, basic hashtags. And we were really trying to gamify this system and reach as many people as possible, which really dilutes the effect of hashtags in general, and also there was just a lot more people using hashtags. In 2013, there was probably only a couple thousand people on Instagram who knew how to strategically use hashtags to their advantage. But by 2023, the average business owner, entrepreneur, or content creator on Instagram, maybe they don't know the exact best strategies, but they're at least using hashtags on Instagram. And so there's just a lot more competition, a lot more people using hashtags, and thus a lot more fish in the sea. And so all of this to say, hashtags should not be a source of stress or frustration for you. I, for the last few years, have been saying for forget about hashtags. And that's not to say abandon them altogether and stop using them because they're going to kill your account, but instead just stop making them a source of frustration or stress or even an area of Instagram where you're dedicating a lot of time, energy, and effort. Instead, your time, energy, and effort can go to a lot of other places. They're going to make a lot bigger difference in your profile and your growth. The most simple example of this is just focusing more on your content, improving your editing, improving your mic quality, your video quality, your lighting quality, your pacing, maybe your vocal dialogue, or just the amount of trending topics that you're discussing in your content. There are so many ways that you can improve your content that I would recommend focusing on before focusing on the ideal list of hashtags. Because at the end of the day, even the best hashtags ever aren't going to make up for a bad post. If your content is crappy, if the things that you are sharing are not high quality, which that bar continues to rise day after day, then even the best hashtags, even ones that you pay thousands of dollars for some expert to come up with for you, they're just not going to perform very well. Even Instagram CEO Adam Mosery himself has explicitly said, quote, hashtags are not something that are meant to get users more views and engagement. So that gives us a clue as to what Instagram's thinking is and how they plan on using hashtags and promoting hashtags in the future. All right, with all of that being said, hopefully we are now on the same page with hashtags and let's talk about what the best tips are in order to use them so that you can actually still see benefits, maybe not as predictably, but at least sometimes on Instagram. Tip number one answers the question of how many hashtags should you use? Now, I already said that you can use up to 30. That's the maximum that Instagram allows you to use. If you try to add a 31st hashtag, Instagram will delete the comment altogether and not even allow it. And it used to be a best practice to use 28 to 30 because the thought here was that, well, if Instagram allows us to use that many, let's try to use the most that we can and just get the most bang for our buck, right? Make sure that our post is showing up in all of these different hashtag categories. 
And honestly, that was effective for quite a while, but either Instagram changed their algorithms or maybe human nature and behavior changed. And now the ideal number of hashtags to use is around three to five hashtags. But I will say that number is not set in stone. And in fact, the average engagement rate based off the number of hashtags you use is relatively consistent up until around 20, 21, 22 hashtags. Once you get up to that number, 22 or more, it seems that the engagement rate typically goes down a little bit. So again, the best number of hashtags to use is just a handful, maybe three, four, or five hashtags. But even if you use something like 11 to 12 hashtags, the average engagement rate still only drops by about 0.2%. So it's a very small difference whether you're using one hashtag or 19 hashtags. But again, Instagram CEO has kind of dribbled us some best tips along the way. And something that he says, and something that the at creators Instagram account often says, is that ideally you should stick with the less is more strategy. So three to five hashtags is really a good number to stick with. What size hashtags should you use? Again, this is something that the number varies and there is no exact concrete amount of other posts using that hashtag that makes it like the perfect sized hashtag. But ideally, it's best to stick with hashtags that have less than 2 million total uses or really ideally even less than 1 million. But I'll let you sneak by with about 1.5 or even up to 2 million total uses because that ensures that it's a popular hashtag. That ensures that it's a hashtag that other people are likely using, searching for, and consuming the content on. But that ensures that it's not too popular, right? We don't want to use hashtag love, hashtag photography, hashtag food that have hundreds of millions of uses because then you're just going to get lost in the sauce. There's way too many other people who are also using those hashtags. There's way too many spammers who are using those hashtags every single day. And so the likelihood that someone is going to search hashtag love, first of all, is very low. And the second of all, the likelihood that someone is going to search hashtag love and see your post is very, very low. So again, I'm going to set your upper limit at around 2 million, but really ideally 1 million or fewer other people having previously used the hashtag. And in terms of the lower limit, I'm going to set that number around 25,000. So at least 25,000 other people ideally should have already used that hashtag, but no more than 2 million people have already used it. Again, though, these numbers aren't absolutely concrete. If you have a hashtag that clearly fits the criteria I'm about to lay out, but it has 2.1 million uses or it has 22,000 previous uses, then it's okay to use it. Again, remember, the goal here, the overarching theme of this podcast is to not stress about your hashtags. Set them and forget them. I'm interrupting myself really quickly to let you know that ManyChat is hosting their annual Instagram summit and yours truly has been asked to speak. And I'm going to be speaking about how to create an entire month's worth of content in just one weekend using artificial intelligence, using AI. But I'm not the only one speaking. There are so many awesome, incredible other speakers who are going to be at this event. It's an entirely virtual event. So no matter where you are in the world, if you have internet access, you're going to be able to attend. In fact, there's over 15 top Instagram entrepreneurship online business business speakers who are going to be talking about the hyper growth strategies that you can use to really dominate Instagram, not just in terms of growth and engagement, but also sales and making money in 2023 and even into 2024. So you're going to want to make sure you sign up. The event is at the beginning of October, but prices are going up very soon. And that's why I'm letting you know about it right now. But you can get a 20% off discount code if you use the link down in the show notes below. Again, this is ManyChat's annual Instagram summit that myself and many other top Instagrammers and top online entrepreneurs will be speaking at. So make sure to grab your ticket down in the show notes below. But anyways, back to the episode.
My fourth tip for your hashtags, and this is probably the most important one that I can share. Please listen right now. Please take notes right now. Your hashtag should relate to the post, but not necessarily the entire account. Let me give you a personal example. Let's say I was sharing a post on Instagram about viral reels that you can use on your hooks. I would use hashtag viral hook idea or reels hook ideas on that video rather than hashtag Instagram growth tips or hashtag how to grow on Instagram or hashtag Instagram coach because hashtag Instagram coach or hashtag viral growth tips, those apply to my account, but those don't necessarily explicitly and directly specifically apply to that post. So when you're coming up with your three to five hashtags, you should be thinking about and asking yourself the question, what would I use? What terms or phrases would I use specifically to describe this post? Not necessarily what would describe my account as a whole. Let me give you another example. Let's say you do cake baking recipes. You wouldn't use hashtag cake idea or cake baking idea or baking recipe on your videos. Instead, you would use hashtags that specifically relate to that recipe. So something like blackberry vanilla icing recipe or hashtag fall flavored cake or hashtag pumpkin spice cake recipe. Again, our goal here is really to specifically describe the post, not necessarily the account or the other posts we make or who we are or what we do. Whereas in the past, that might have been a best practice. Now we really want to get specific with those hashtags. Tip numero cinco is about where do the hashtags go and when do you add them? When you're like, ooh, I'm going to whip out my phone and I'm going to go back to my post from the last couple days and add all my hashtags. Well, that's probably not going to work out very effectively. I mean, you can, it's not going to hurt, but it might be a waste of your time because hashtags work first and foremost on a recency basis. And what I mean by that is your engagement will only count towards that hashtag if the hashtag is applied before the engagement happens. And that might have been a little confusing, so let me explain some more. Let's say I post a reel and I get 100 likes in the first day, and then the second day I add hashtag rock climbing tips, but on that second day, the majority of my followers have already seen it, and so I only get let's say 17 likes. Well then basically Instagram and the algorithm would count only 17 of those likes towards the hashtag and my ranking within the hashtag rather than the total number of likes that that post got, which is 117. So that's why it's beneficial to add your hashtags immediately after posting and even pre-plan them before posting. Now I said add them immediately after posting and you might be wondering, how do I do that? Would I edit my caption and put them in? Why wouldn't I just put them in my caption in the first place? And this is kind of tip number 5B, which is that I recommend putting your hashtags in your caption. Again, Adam Mosry, Instagram CEO, has explicitly said that there is no difference in terms of engagement or use or the feature of using hashtags, whether you put them in the caption or in the comments below the post. So they're applied equally. They count either way. The hashtags are being used, whether they're in your caption or they're in your comment section. I recommend placing them in the comment section because if you have the choice between the two, let's go with the option that is a little bit more hidden, a little bit more tucked away, right? Oftentimes we're putting work into our captions. Maybe we're putting multiple paragraphs or we want to make sure people are reading to the bottom to read that call to action. And if you put a chunk of hashtags, even just a couple of them, at the bottom of your caption, in my opinion, that visually detracts from the caption itself. Basically, I want my readers, I want my followers, I want my viewers to be able to read through my entire caption and not feel like, oh, you know, there's just this list of hashtags at the bottom, so I'm just going to skip the bottom, and maybe they accidentally skip the last paragraph. 
or I don't want my followers to read through my caption, see one of the hashtags at the bottom and be like, oh, hey, I'm interested in that topic, and then tap on one of those hashtags, abandon my post, forget to engage with my post, and go down a rabbit hole of some other area of Instagram. So again, since all things are equal, since hashtags count whether they're in your caption or in your comments, I recommend putting them in the comments. And fortunately, a lot of scheduling tools nowadays even allow you to add a first comment when you're scheduling the post. This is not an ad for Metricool, but I use Metricool to schedule the majority of my content. And Metricool has a feature where you can pre-plan the first comment so that not only does your post automatically post itself, it also automatically then has a comment from you, including the hashtags. So again, the answer to the question of when and where do I put my hashtags, you put them in your first comment immediately after you post that post. Now, earlier I briefly mentioned ranking on hashtags, and really that's how they're gonna work nowadays. If your hashtags are going to work for you, if you're going to get more engagement and reach from your hashtags, it's because you are ranking for those hashtags. What the heck does that mean? You can follow along with me right now by opening up your phone and going to Instagram, but essentially if you go to Instagram and you search for any hashtag, let's do hashtag fitness for example, you're going to see that Instagram shows you a compilation, a kind of like collage if you will, of what they call top posts. Now, how do you become one of these top posts? There's no exact science to it. It's not like once you reach 500 likes, then you become a top post. Generally speaking, it's when a post is your top post, which is a cool way that Instagram has kind of leveled the playing field. So essentially, rather than the top posts within the fitness category being the posts that have hashtag fitness and have gotten the most likes ever, instead, it's the posts within the fitness category, the posts that have used hashtag fitness that have gotten the most likes for that creator. So if you're a fitness creator, even if you have, let's say, 300 followers on Instagram, if you make a post and you use hashtag fitness and that post does significantly better than all of your other posts, it's one of your best performing posts, then it's likely to be added to the top post section within hashtag fitness. And then of course, you're going to get a lot more views and engagement and reach from anyone who's looking at that hashtag. But again, there is no exact science and no one has necessarily been able to crack the code of exactly what you need to do to become a top post. And Instagram Instagram has very strategically designed it that way so that if anyone did figure it out, they would very quickly change the algorithm because again, they don't want us to abuse that system. But if you look through some of these top posts, you'll see that there are posts from a couple hours ago. There are posts from a couple days ago. There's even posts likely from a couple weeks, if not a couple months ago. And as you're scrolling around, you might see a very big discrepancy in terms of the engagement on these posts. For example, as I'm looking at these top posts right now, one post has almost 9,000 likes the post right below it has 450 likes. The next post has 2,000 likes. The next post has their likes hidden. The post after that has 700 likes, 900 likes, 400 likes. And so you can see here, here's this next one, 52 likes. You might be like, I get 52 likes on some of my posts. That's a great example of how this person probably doesn't usually get 52 likes. They probably get usually like 20 or 30 likes. And now they got 52 likes on one of their posts. So the Instagram algorithm is like, oh, this is one of the best posts from this creator and they used hashtag fitness. So this is going to be a top post in hashtag fitness. Now, when you're looking at the top posts, you're also going to see a little filter button on the right-hand side of the screen, which allows you to filter the top posts by their recency, which actually won't change what the top posts are. Instead, it will just reorder all of the top posts that are already on that page and put them in chronological order. 
So now that you understand ranking, you might be asking yourself, well, Brock, if I have a post that I know is going to do well, shouldn't I use one of these really big popular hashtags? I mean, if the playing field is level and I know my post is going to be one of my best, then shouldn't I use these super popular hashtags so that I can get seen by hundreds of thousands of people rather than maybe just a few thousand people? My answer to that would be, sure, you can try that out. You can experiment with that. It doesn't hurt to test things out. We should always be testing things out. But it's also very unlikely that you are going to rank as a top post. And I would rather rank as a top post with something that's very specific to my content rather than just a general topic. Let's use that example of fitness. Like, yes, maybe you are going to use hashtag fitness and this is going to be one of the best posts you've ever made in terms of engagement. But maybe there are also 300,000 other people who are using hashtag fitness at the same time as you who are also having their best post they've ever made. So again, more competition means it's less likely that you're going to succeed when using those uber popular hashtags. Also to stick with the fitness niche, if you do use hashtag fitness and it is one of your best posts and you do end up ranking as a top post, yes, you're going to get more views and engagement, but are those views really going to translate into followers? Maybe, maybe your post is just that great. Maybe it's that general, that universal that anyone who's searching hashtag fitness is going to follow you because of it. But most likely the people who are looking at those super popular hashtags, the super generic ones like hashtag recipe or hashtag fitness or hashtag love, they don't fall into one specific category, right? They don't really fit your niche. They aren't truly your ideal follower. It's just a massive amount of people. It's like, you know, renting a billboard in Times Square. You're getting a much less targeted audience than if you rent a billboard on a rural highway in Iowa. So again, to go back to that example, let's say that you do use hashtag fitness and you do become a top post. You're likely getting seen by 18-year-old gym bros and 75-year-old women who are just getting into fitness for the first time and they've never been to the gym before. And maybe neither of those two people are your ideal follower. And so maybe they look at your post, maybe they engage with it, but I highly doubt they're going to become a follower of you. And if they do become a follower of you, if they're not your ideal target audience, because maybe your ideal target audience is a woman in her 40s who's getting into running, well then those followers are likely never to be super engaged and they're very unlikely to ever become customers. So if we really zoom out on the topic of hashtags, it all goes back to the classic way to grow on Instagram, which is knowing your niche and truly identifying who your target audience, your target market is. Once you know that, and once you know how to specifically describe your posts, you're going to be able to get a lot more targeted with your hashtags and really attract the right kind of followers through your hashtags. My final tip that I have for you, especially if you're someone who, as I've been talking, you've been getting more and more anxious and overwhelmed, is first and foremost, remember what I said, forget hashtags, take a deep breath, don't stress out over them. But this tip more specifically is if you struggle to come up with hashtags, look at your competitors' hashtags. Look at some of the best Instagram accounts who are in your niche or in your industry and see what they're doing. Maybe they're not using hashtags at all, but if they are using hashtags, it's not a crime to use the same hashtags as them. By all means, use their hashtags for inspiration, use their hashtags to get ideas as to what hashtags you might want to be using on your future Instagram posts. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you learned something new. Let me know what works best for you in hashtags. How many do you usually use? Do you use 14, 30? Do you never use any? Let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Sick 
of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.